All right, boys, we are back with another episode of The Podium, and this time we have the 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, Gary Sutherland. Gary, what's up, buddy? Not much, man. How about yourself? Doing good, man. Doing good. Glad to have you on, and uh, maybe we can, we'll talk a little bit about The Podium and maybe bust Kiefer's balls a little bit, because that's always a fun time. Oh, busting Kiefer's balls sounds like a good thing for me. Yeah. So hey man, so the works championship, the work series just wrapped up. Is that right? Yep, just wrapped up uh, Sunday. I saw you got a podium. How how was uh how was the day or the weekend? Well, uh, the weekend was a little little stressful. Uh, we had a little issue with the race bike, so I ended up busting out uh, bone stock RMZ four fifty stock suspension, <laughs> I saw stock that. tank, and uh, we did the old milk jug trick at the pit. We had two pits, and then. Uh, I kind of played, I just yo-yoed all day. Like, I went from, like, 6th or 7th to 2nd, got taken out in the chicane on the first lap, back to 6th, up to 3rd, pit, back to 5th, back to 3rd, pit, back to 4th, and then it came down to the last lap on the last corner, and I made an entirely probably too aggressive move <laughs> on Justin Seeds and took us both to the ground really uh. hard, and I got up, and I got through in 3rd, and got the bike on the podium but it was a little too aggressive but there was an opening and he slowed down and you know there's a big difference between fourth and third so hell yeah there is uh, i mean we, we went in went in a little hot but well, um and I, I it's all good though yeah well now that now that the season's over i mean obviously it, it wasn't the results of last year but you you went into the season at a deficit with you know changing really losing your ride and a lot of issues. I mean, so with, with everything you had to overcome, are you fairly, are you okay with how the season turned out? Uh, not really. I okay. mean, the thing is, is what, what kind of bumps me out is like, we, we had a shot up until the last round at the championship and I, I had a mechanical that really just took me out, you know, took the wind out of the sails. You know, we were chugging along, getting through adversity the whole year and, you know, really, you know, trying to figure out the bike, trying to figure out if, you know, we were going to get a tank for the 18 and, you know, I busted my butt, and then we had one mechanical at Mesquite, mm. and that took us from 10 points out of the championship to total, went from second to fourth in points. So oh, wow, yeah. That that was kind of, that stung a little bit, but at the same time, uh, you know, I, I feel good on the bike right now, actually. I'm riding really good, and my speed feels good, so uh, I'm pretty happy with the way I'm riding, and now it's just, uh, it's just time to, you know, get back into a good routine and get solid and get ready for 2019 and come out swinging because uh i definitely know i can do it and it's just it's just about putting all the pieces to the puzzle right now about this time last year is when i met you i came out for the vet nationals at Glen helen and you were training for a um enduro cross race are, are do you have any like off-season quote-unquote plans this year not really other than having a baby in yeah. the next two weeks <laughs> i knew that was coming so i kind of figured you weren't about it I bet Christy would probably not be too appreciative if you went racing in two and a half weeks. Well, uh, kind of an odd thing happened uh, two weeks ago. We actually had had an opportunity. Uh, not a lot of people know that. I, you could be the first, really. But, uh, well, you're, every, all the viewers, um, I had an opportunity, actually, to go race six days. Um, Caleb got hurt and ended up doing some training with a couple guys, and they got the call that, to see if I wanted to go to six days, but the problem was is uh, they leave six days November fourth through the eighteenth, and uh, uh, our babies do the eleventh. Yeah. So, uh, and Christy, of course, is like, "Go, you gotta go. You can't miss opportunity." But 
and we thought about it and you know we had a few days and, and it was just kind of came down to the point like i was like it's not it's not worth missing the birth of my child and yeah for her and, you know it, it's a race at the end of the day yeah i love racing dirt bikes but it, it, to represent team USA would have been awesome and been a pleasure and super pumped but uh you know it yeah. is what it is. Family yeah. comes first. So realistically, I think you made the best decision. I mean, that's your child, you know, and and if it was meant to be, you'll get another chance. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's how I kind of, we kind of felt, and you know, it's, it'll be good. We're gonna have the baby, and we'll just uh, you know we're gonna just keep make that adjustment. That's gonna be a nice big adjustment, and get ready, you know, to start getting my program, you know, settled in for nineteen with sure. having a new kid and getting us handled so right on well let's let's talk about so the for the podium i i wanted your topic to be your uh three favorite riding spots you know i know you you lived the high des life for a while and there's tons of places out there but are there three places that stand out where like if you could just go for the day and free ride or trail you know trail ride whatever that you love to go to hmm. i would have to say like probably my number third spot would have to be Trail riding in the high desert when it's wet. Yeah, of course it has to be wet. You gotta have rain, which doesn't have happen often. Um, and, and number two, well, well, what what is it about that dirt and that consistency when right after a rain that makes it so special? Well, it's kind of got a sandy base to it, so like when it's dry, it's like hard packed with pebbles on top of them, mm-hmm. and then when the moisture gets into it, it just becomes like super like has like it's tacky and you can build rut tracks wherever you want and they get like super deep and sandy so you can just plow into them and it's fun and then i mean all the trails that are available right from where we build you know where Kiefer builds all his little smooth uh turn tracks that that he likes to ride instead of riding the rough manly stuff those <laughs> that those are fun i mean i enjoy it and I, when you got to go hang out with Kiefer and ride little fun tracks you got to go do that with him but when it's time to work we have a lot of, you know, rough, beat-up tracks up there that I ride that are yeah. really good and exceptionally well when it's wet. So I'd have to say the high desert is probably, yes, that's a hard one. I mean, any any day that there's rain, there's you could probably just go out to the, you know, parking lot. Right. Any dirt parking lot when it's wet and make a cool rut track. So. Sweet. All right, what's your number two? Number two. Man. Wow, that's a tough one because I know what my number one is, but my number two is that's a tough one. I'd have to say, uh, basically, like I enjoy riding moto, so any good moto, it, like it's hard because you can't really pinpoint one track. Like I like Glen Helen on Thursdays, of course, because it gets rough, and on national weeks they really prep it good. Mm-hmm. You know, Paula's good, and so I would have to say my number two spot is just a good prep motocross track. It doesn't have to be you know, any in particular, in particular, because, you know, I, I love, I went up to Northern California Road East Street this summer and it was fun. It was, you know, nothing technical, but it was just a fun, you know, fun track. So yeah. I'd say Moto would probably be right up there on my number two. Okay. And I, def, I definitely, my number one would be trail riding in Montana, where I'm from. Yeah. Tell me about that. Cause I, I've never even been to Montana, so I assume it's just tall trees and beautiful woods. Well, no, I guess Montana is probably not that major. It's no, probably more mountainy, right? Rocky. Oh, uh, it, no, it's, it's God's country, man. It's amazing. Uh, big pine trees. Um, I mean, I have some of the most epic riding. And what's funny is I grew up racing motocross my whole life and I never trail rode. So, you know, once I switched off road and went up there and like 
met buddies at trail road like we went and i'm like oh my gosh like this stuff was here my whole life and i never touched it so anytime i get a chance to go to montana when it's you know springtime when it's still wet and good uh, i mean i've had some epic trail rides where we're like stomping across the avalanche chutes to where we can sit. we had to walk bikes across these avalanche chutes to get because we were so far out you couldn't turn around you had to go on the trail but the trail was you know went through a big avalanche chute so you had to you know, stomp a line in and get the bikes across. And, you know, we traveled for nine hours. It's just stuff like that is you, those are memories of a lifetime. And, like, you get back into the – up in the really high country and there's just these crystal clear lakes that are just, you know, it's just amazing. It's super – anybody that's never been there, I mean, go there before you before it gets closed off because it's, it's amazing. It sounds like it. Like, that got me fired up. I think I've told you before, like, I would really like to get into some – trail riding and we just don't have a lot of that in east texas where it's open yeah so yeah i would yeah. i would love that just what you said like hearing chris talk about colorado and then hearing you talk about montana many I, I i gotta make a i need to win the lottery somehow so i can just like make a 50 state trip yeah but chris you know when he goes to colorado he tries motocross tracks and like field he doesn't trail ride so well that's he's something not a that, good trail ride guy he's not no, his umbilical cord doesn't allow him to get that far from his house, so <laughs> we're gonna have to work on that. And if the dirt's not if the dirt's not perfectly wet, he's like, "No, I'm good." Oh, that's so awesome. Well, what do you think uh, about his chances at Glen Helen this weekend? You know, I think he'll do good. I mean, he's been riding a lot, and he's actually been surprising enough. Um, he's been riding a lot of rough tracks in Honda Valley, and uh, I don't know. I think if he, you know, pulls his head out of his, you know what. I think he, uh, I think he can do it. I think he could win. Um, Over Brownie, different bikes. Ooh, that is tough. I forgot Brownie. And what is the Villapoto racing too? No, I, I think Villapoto is going to um, oh, Australia. So yeah, he's not going to be there. I think it's. I think Brownie's oh, the guy. Brownie. That... Brownie. No, I don't know. I think okay. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. They're I'm, they're both my guys, so I can't yeah. really. I can't say. I can't say much because I know Chris is riding a Yamaha one day and a KTM next. So, yep. Uh, I don't know. I think he'll do good. I think he'll give Brownie a run for his money. And I think he's got every every chance to beat him. You know, but Brownie's still Brownie. That's yeah, exactly. Well, I Brownie think... puts on that helmet. You don't know who what Brownie. <laughs> you, you don't. You don't mess with him. Right. Well, I think Chris and Heather have a little bit of a strategy. Like Chris said, he has to get the start. And then I think he's going to have Heather on the backside of the track ready to flash. That's which they they uh, have both said that they'll they'll fl- she's going to flash and hope that Brownie pulls over. Yeah, I don't know if Brownie's going to pull over. I don't think Brownie w- just from what I know of him, I don't think he would even see her, even if he was looking right at her. I think he's way too focused when he's racing. Yeah, I don't know. That's <laughs> a good question. I mean, hey. That's even more interesting than who's going to win the race. Like, is Browning going to stop or not? That's more important. Like, is Browning going to stop? Right, yeah. I, I can't wait for him to, uh, for Chris to be back on Pulp after this weekend and talk about it. I'm, I'm hoping there's some good stories. Well, hopefully he doesn't go squid out like he did the last time yep. and wad up and practice and knock himself silly. Like, I mean, I know he's Mr. Practice guy, but somebody's got to tell him you don't get anything for winning practice. You got to win the race. Exactly. Well, you should go. You should go out to Glen Helen and uh, coach him. Uh, he doesn't listen to me. <laughs> That's probably true. You guys are too. You guys are too much like brothers. 
Yeah, I'd just call him a pussy the whole day, and he'd just be like, dude, whatever, dude, whatever. <laughs> Well, man, Gary, I, I appreciate. I know you. Uh, you just did a interview on Pit Pass Radio, so if you guys listen to this show and haven't heard that, go check it out. And um, man, I appreciate you coming on after doing another interview. No problem. I always enjoy being on, man. All right, Gary, and uh, hey, do you think you'll get out to A one? Depends on if we have a race that weekend. Okay, but I think I'll be able to, and I'm, I'm assuming uh, Christy, she, I don't think she's missed an A1 in 14 or 15 years, so I'm pretty sure we'll be there. Oh, sweet. Well, then I'll see you there, man. I'm, I'm booked for A1, um, Glendale, Denver, Vegas, so I'm going to be at a few of these rounds. So, yeah, I'd like to nice. like to see you and hang out a little bit. Heck yeah, man. Sounds good. Okay, bud. Good luck uh, with the baby, and congratulations, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. I appreciate it. Okay, see you, bud. Bye. Bye.